Adventure Anything. Jeanette Barnes brings you insights from people behind the news and people like you. Now, Venture Anything. Welcome to Venture Anything. It's hurricane season, and today we're talking with a man on Hurricane Patrol. Dr. Wendell Brown is a professor in the School for Marine Science and Technology at UMass Dartmouth. Welcome. Thanks, you. Thank you. Uh, in August, Dr. Brown and his team deployed a torpedo-shaped unmanned vessel called an ocean glider just west of Martha's Vineyard to take a variety of measurements between here and New Jersey. Could you tell us a little bit about the glider and what it does? Uh, an ocean glider uh, is a battery pa- battery-powered, computer-controlled, autonomous. Uh, it it has wings and is buoyancy controlled, which means, which means it uh, sucks in a little water it, through its nose and makes it heavier, heavier than the surrounding water. Uh, if if it didn't have wings, it would just sink to the bottom. And but because it has wings, it it glides at an angle toward the toward the uh, seafloor, and upon encountering the seafloor, which it does acoustically, uh, it pushes that water out and makes it lighter, and it it glides upwards. And so, it what I'm describing is uh, the way the glider moves around the ocean is the sawtooth through the ocean at a blazing speed of a half mile an hour. <laughs> so, What kinds of measurements is it taking? Uh, it takes uh, physical measurements, uh, temperature, uh, actually water conductivity, which we convert to salinity and density, water density, but it also has a package of optical instruments that uh, sense uh, the backscatter by sen- sending out light uh, into the surrounding water and measuring the, the backscatter. Uh, it also measures uh, a proxy for chlorophyll, which is a property of, uh, of course, a property of uh, the uh, phytoplankton, which live in the water, and so it, and it usually usually ha- usually has a measures uh, oxygen, but it, uh, in this particular case, uh, it doesn't have an oxygen oxygen sensor on board because uh, we had to load the glider with so many batteries so that it could last uh, throughout the hurricane season, which is about 90 days until the end of October. Uh, So we're not measuring oxygen, which we normally do. Okay, and uh, I believe you said the glider surfaces every three hours, is that right? It uh, sawtooths through the water and completes probably uh, ten cycles of ten teeth of the sawtooth, uh, and surfaces every three hours, and 
uh, connects with uh, a constellation of satellites called Iridium, and it uh, beams its information, uh, the measurements and engineering diagnostics uh, to the satellites, uh, and that particular uh, information is downloaded to our command central at, in New Brunswick, New Jersey at Rutgers University. So could you talk a little bit about um, if a hurricane is headed to the northeast, how does this information help predict how the hurricane will behave? The, uh, it, this particular uh, mission uh, in which we've uh, deployed our glider that we call Blue for Blue Whale. We, we had hoped to uh, have a fleet of gliders out of New Bedford that uh, would have names of different whales. Uh, so far, we only have one, and it's called Blue. And its, it's mission is one of uh, half a dozen missions uh, stretched up and, and down the coast from uh, to the Caribbean. Uh, now, uh, we, call, we call this uh, configuration a picket line for measuring the ocean uh, in the potential pathway for hurricanes. And, and that's, uh, that's the reason its, uh, its mission is uh, cycling uh, in southern New England, uh, off the coast, actually, actually we go about. Um, we deployed it uh, in uh, off of Martha's Vineyard, west of Martha's Vineyard, and its first leg is takes it to the edge of the ocean, which uh, we which I define as uh, the place where the relatively shallow continental shelf. Uh, plunges plunges uh, deep into the deep ocean, actually. So it goes about 100 miles out to that edge of the ocean and, and then uh, triangulates back to our deployment spot where we'll pick it up uh, at the end of October, something like that. That'll be off Martha's Vineyard also? Yes. Yeah, okay. We... we, we uh, just a comment uh, on how we we take the RV Lucky Lady out of Fairhaven, uh, which is a 50-foot uh, former fishing boat, uh, at out to uh, the deployment spot and uh, recover recover the um, glider. Now, when Hurricane Irene was coming up the coast, uh, ocean temperature played kind of an important role, right? Yes. Is that something that um, influenced your work? The reason, the reason this particular mission is funded uh, by NOAA, IUS, the Integrated Ocean Observing System part of IUS, of uh, NOAA, uh, is because of the measurements that were made in, by Rutgers in 2011 uh, uh, under, uh, uh, under the in the ocean, uh, un, under the pathway of Irene, which was scheduled to 
or forecast forecast to inundate New York City, and it turns out that the action of the hurricane and the circumstances of the ocean uh, brought cold water to the surface. Uh, this cold water lurks below the warm surface layer all all summer and between Cape Cod and Cape Hatteras, but. The, these measurements in 2011 uh, verified that the, the cold water came to the surface and dampened Irene's spirits. And so, so the, by the time it, it reached New York City, its intensity was less than forecast. And uh, that convinced the powers to be that uh, having gliders in the water it was an important uh, part of the national effort to uh, forecast hurricanes. And the cool water came up just because of the churning of the hurricane wind? Or? It, it, it's a little complicated, but uh, that the, the, the point is uh, the, the winds of the hurricane and the waves that are generated by the hurricane. The hurricane is moving forward and it, the waves are running out ahead and uh, Irene uh, generated uh, particularly large waves and that, that, that element, that element of the ocean uh, helped help to mix this colder water to the surface. And so the, the, point, the point being uh, knowing, knowing the ocean uh, is important and uh, the National Weather Service uh, has models uh, running continuously for forecasting the weather the National Hurricane Center has their own forecast com computer simulations of the ocean running continuously, and any sort of uh, information they get uh, concerning the ocean in a timely way, um, in real time, every three hours, um, is, uh, is starting to become a valuable part of their approach to forecasting hurricanes. Uh, and this project is a NOAA project, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They're funding it, is that right? They, they are. Uh, this, this is special funding for this particular, this particular mission, uh, but uh, the NOAA has been funding the development of the mid the Mid-Atlantic Regional Association Ocean Observing System, Maracuse, for about 10 years. And so we are, we're part of that implementation and uh, we run gliders as part of that, our participation in that uh, funded effort that is uh, led by uh, researchers at uh, Rutgers University, but we're an, an important uh, player uh, in our in our region. Uh, 
this particular Maracus uh, has responsibility for uh, observing the ocean between uh, Cape Cod and Cape Hatteras, out to the edge of the ocean. How many people at SMAST are working on this project? Uh, we have a small group. Uh, uh, I have a, a research associate who also is a PhD student, Rich Arena, and uh, Cape, Trom Cape Tremblay, who you know, um, is, uh, is a uh, master's degree student and a, a avid ocean observer. And so they're both multi-talented people and we're able to uh, run, our, run our responsibilities um, well because of their, their multiple hats that they wear. And they take, they take care of the day-to-day -day comings and goings that uh, we have. Can you tell me a, a little bit about what it's like to launch the glider? Um, you take it on a, is that a, a fishing vessel, a former fishing vessel, or is it a recreational vessel? It's the, the lucky lady was a former fishing vessel. Okay. It's, it's rumored that uh, it, was, it was part of the uh, confiscation uh, of, by the Coast Guard for uh, drug dealing, but uh, that's a rumor only. Uh, and the, the, the bottom line is that uh, UMass Dart Dartmouth has that boat, and they've had it for 25 years, and it uh, serves as uh, particularly a, a good uh, a good boat for our our kind of operation, in which we uh, we board the boat um, usually usually around seven in the morning and uh, load the glider, of course, and usually it takes uh, two hours to get to west of our deployment spot, west of, uh, west of Martha's Vineyard, and we, we plunk the water, we <laughs> plunk the glider into the water and do, it, do some preliminary tests to make it uh, make sure it's flying properly, and uh, then we send it on its way, and we come back and well, we don't celebrate it at that point. We, we celebrate when it when it's recovered, uh, which we expect to be able to do in the end of October. How many times have you deployed a glider for this project? This is uh, mission ten for uh, Glider Blue, and so we've we've done. Of a couple, well, we've done ten missions. It's starting to get old. Uh, it it has it has uh, cycled uh, sixty thousand times in those ten missions. What does cycled mean? Uh, sawtooths. Oh. Mm -hmm. Down and up, and each each time the a piston inside the glider pushes the water out or sucks it in and that's that's the principal that's the principal action on the glider it's really very very calm uh, normally but uh, 
those 60,000 cycles of would wear wear out the parts. Is so, that's like mileage on a car? Like you eventually you may need a new one. You you're right. Uh, <laughs> you can fix you can fix the brakes, and we could we could replace the um, we could replace the buoyancy up operation uh, in the glider, but uh, the the people that uh, make the glider, uh, Teledyne Web Research on Cape Cod, uh, they're they're pressing they're pressing me to uh, buy the next model, which is not too different than uh, my Honda de dealer that is uh, pressing me to buy the next model. Mm, mm. <laughs> so is it necessary? Uh, it it probably is necessary uh, the um, the the new model has uh, more capability and because of our success uh, in in actually deploying and uh, successfully um, more or less uh, successfully for 10 10 uh, missions we expect that uh, there'll be expecting more of us, more of the glider, make, making more measurements. For example, uh, on one of our missions, uh, we had a, an acoustic listening device, uh, listening for fish that were uh, running around in the ocean with uh, acoustic beepers. And uh, so that's become an important aspect of the modern uh, glider patrol, for example, the, one of the uh, researchers at the University of Delaware uh, tracks sturgeon uh, acoustically, and so uh, to uh, cer certainly as cer uh, successfully, and so we expect uh, them. Uh, we expect them to ask more of us. Uh, for example, uh, this is our longest mission. Our, usually our missions are, the nine missions before were uh, about 20 days, and so they've, they've uh, tasked us to go out for the hurricane season, and, and that's the reason we're out for 90 days this time. And so that, that would... Uh, that would be enabled. the The future expectation would be enabled uh, with a, a, a newer model glider, which which costs about one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so going out for much longer, you know. Um, not just not just a little bit longer. Did you have to change the battery capacity of it, or right now, right now we've uh, switched alkaline batteries, which everybody uses for all their devices, uh, for lithium batteries, which people are starting to use for the longer term. Uh, for example. Uh, uh, fire fire uh, alarms in their houses. Uh, so we've we've packed 
90, 90 days worth of energy in lithium in the in the form of lithium batteries into this glider uh, for the first time, actually. And so, we uh, the the goal is to uh, replace those batteries with rechargeable lithium batteries. But that technology is a little bit uh, uh, not ready be to uh, be, to be used yet. So, can you talk a little bit more broadly about how you would like to see this uh, research used down the road? The one one of the uh, one of the dual benefits of this particular mission, the mission that Blue is on now, is not only is it it measuring the ocean. Uh, properties, but it also is mapping out mapping out what we call the cold pool, which is a a layer of water below the uh, the warm sur surface layer that's warmed up by the sun during the summer. Uh, the cold pool is remnant winter water, and it we have a we have a coal pool that stretches from Cape Cod to Cape Hatteras, and it affects and it's an important habitat for the fisheries, all sorts of fisheries like the uh, scallops and the migrating fisheries that uh, come up from the south and go back down south. And my my particular interest is to. Uh, Make measurements of the cold pool, uh, and thereby uh, enable our our computer simulators, uh, our computer ocean simulators, uh, to uh, do more accurate forecasts of the cold pool. the The goal, the goal in that particular line of research is to be able to forecast better where the cold water is uh, uh, for fisheries management, for example. Uh, not, only, not only hurricane management. So it's, uh, it's a, a, a dual purpose data that uh, we measure the, using, the, um, using the glider. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you.